This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is a Monday, April 15th, 2019. Make sure you're following the show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe to the show and listen on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Today we have a very special guest. Annette Richmond is a globe trotter and gold digger. She's a writer and advocate, the creator of Fat Girls Traveling and Fat Camp, as well as the editor-in-chief of Fat Girls Guide. As a digital nomad, she's currently and constantly on the move. After two years and 20 countries, Richmond hopes to continue to inspire fat women to see the world and be seen. Let's welcome Annette to the show. Hi, Hi, Shanice. Hi, thank you again for having me on the show. Well, thank you. And so you are true to your brand because right now you are currently on the road traveling. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah, I just want to give you guys a heads up. I am in my Uber on my way to my next destination. So apologies for any background noise, but you know, as a travel blogger, <laughs> this is my life. I'm always on the road. Right. So thank you for multitasking today and being on the show. So tell us what your vision behind Fat Girls Traveling was when you initially started it. So when I initially started Fat Girls Traveling, my conception was just to have a space where fat women could be seen in a positive light traveling the world. I follow a bunch of different Instagram profiles that feature female travelers, but very few of them feature plus size travelers. And as a plus size traveler myself, I would love to get featured on those sites, but I saw that, you know, they only featured women that looked a certain way. So I decided to do pretty much the opposite and only feature fat women on my, on my Instagram platform. And I'm a part of your Facebook group, and I didn't realize how many plus-size women were fearful of traveling and had so many questions and doubts. So that's something that woke me up being in your group. Yeah, it's interesting because for me, there are certain things that make me anxious or make me nervous about traveling. But the Facebook community has grown to over 6,000 women, and I'm also learning daily, like, the anxieties and the fears that they deal with. Um, And we all don't have the same fears. So it's really interesting to see, you know, certain things make people anxious where maybe I might not be anxious about them. But it's nice to have a community where you can go and ask questions and just be reassured that it's all going to be okay in the end. And one of the number one things that I think I see in the group is being able to fit in the airplane seat and having to ask for an extender. Do you think that's like one of the top concerns? Yeah, I think that as far as traveling, a lot of plus-size, fat, curvy, however you want to describe yourself, people 
get anxious about even stepping on the plane. I know for myself and my body, I cannot walk down the aisle straight on. I have to like side hustle down the aisle just because of <laughs> the width of my hips. Um, so it's not, it's even before you sit down, you start having anxiety about even just entering the plane and walking down the aisle. And then a lot of people get nervous about asking for an extender um, because maybe the seatbelt isn't long enough for them or not having enough space in the seat um, and maybe their body encroaching on someone else's seat. Uh, people get really self-conscious about that. No one wants to be, you know, intruding on someone else's space. But unfortunately, it's public transportation. You know what I mean? So I just try to reassure the girls that it's all public transportation. Sometimes our bodies are a little bit bigger than the feet, the seat can fit, and we just have to go with it. But I would agree that, you know, getting the extender and fitting in the seat is one of the top questions that we get in the community for sure. And sometimes people on the plane can be mean. Because I remember being, uh, like, on the seat in the plane, and I was sitting next to a guy, and I guess he didn't want to sit by me, so he got up and asked, could he be moved? So sometimes people can just be downright mean. I agree, yeah. People can be rude. And also, you know, the the staff, the air, um, the flight attendants and the air staff can be sometimes insensitive, like, uh, a member was asking about potentially sitting in an exit row and if that was an issue due to size. And from all the comments that were shared, I kind of gathered that it depends on the airline because I've been on flights where I have been able to sit in the exit row. But just recently I was in Asia flying from Bali to Thailand and I was asked to move from the exit row into another seat. But this was after the front desk had upgraded me into the extra legroom space of the exit row. So it's confusing when the airline at the desk puts you in a seat and you get upgraded to that and then you get on the flight and the flight attendants think that you're too big to be in that upgrade. So that stung a little bit. Um, otherwise, I think people are going to have their opinion and that's fine. I don't care about anyone else's opinion about me or my body, but it gets frustrating when the staff, you know what I mean, is kind mm -hmm. of unprofessional at times. Yeah. So be besides having a support group for uh, bigger women traveling, you also are partnering up with brands to provide discounts. Now tell me about your new partnership with High New York City Hostel. Yeah, I'm super excited to be partnering up with Hosteling International. Um, we call it specifically the New York City branch. I was recently there for a conference and was able to speak with their team. I've stayed there many times and I enjoy it. It's clean and convenient and affordable, which is really difficult to find in New York City. Um, and so basically they are offering 20% off discounts to Fat Girls Traveling members through March 2020. And so you just have to use the discount code Girls promo there's like a little promo section. You put fat girls in there and you'll get 20% off at Hosteling International New York. And so is this something that you want to do more often, uh, partner up with uh, travel partners to provide discounts? Of course. I would love to partner up with more travel brands and fashion brands, um, just brands in general that I feel like support the plus size community. But I don't want to um, – 
line the pockets of companies who kind of think that this body positivity or fat positivity movement is like a trend and they're kind of just trying to get on board to get our money. So I am pretty particular about the brands that I want. So that's why there hasn't really been that many. <laughs> this is almost like the very first one with like a big brand like this, just because I want to make sure that they really care about us and the community and not just our money. And you travel alone a lot. Do you ever have concerns about your safety? Because um, now people come up missing. Even the Uber rides sometimes are suspicious. Do you ever have concerns about your safety and take precautions? I do take some safety precautions. Generally, like when I enter an Uber, I always double check what my driver's name is and then ask what their name is before I enter the ride. Or you can always see the photo. So, like, right now I have a female driver. I was able to see her photo before she picked me up. So, when I saw that she was waiting outside for me, I knew that it was her. Um, and that is one of the suggestions I would give for Uber. With Uber, it's all over the world. So, in some Asian countries, you can find Uber. You can find Uber all over Europe. So, that's something that I would definitely suggest for um, Uber. As far as safety with travel, I would do a little research ahead of time just to see if there's anything in the news, any like tourist issues that have been having uh, that have been happening. But generally, I do think that the news tries to scare us. And um, I have been in countries like just over the New Year and holiday break. I was in Bali while there was a tsunami and a lot of people died, but not on the part of the island that I was in. And so if I were someone researching Bali to see if I should go to Bali, I probably would have been turned away from all the news that was coming about the tsunami there. However, in the part of Bali that I was in, I was not really affected that much. I just didn't have Wi-Fi for a couple of days or power. Yeah, I didn't have power mm. for a couple of days. Got it. So besides being a, a expert on travel, you also are an editor-in-chief of Fat Girl's Guide, which is your travel, fashion, and lifestyle blog. Now, you have other contributors, contributors to that blog besides yourself, right? Yeah, I thought it was important to have a group of women help me create Fat Girl's Guide. I have my own personal blog where I talk about everything important to me. But for Fat Girl's Guide, I really wanted to be like a collective experience where we could answer questions the Fat Girl's Traveling Facebook group. Like they always have questions about what to wear or where to go or what type of travel accessories they need or they should bring on their next trip. So we wanted to create basically a platform and a place for everyone to go to get their answer, the questions to their answers um, or the answers to their questions. Uh, and so I reached out to a couple other travel bloggers who are in the, you know, body positive space. They have their own, you know, platforms and, I thought that they would be great contributors. They're also all uniquely different, you know, um, lesbian, Asian, black, you know, like I wanted to make sure that we all have different lifestyles and different body types so that we could speak to, you know, what uh, the majority of the women are, are feeling in our community. Because I feel like, especially with like a lot of these women magazines and publications that are specifically for women, sometimes I feel like they're not, um, interested in my perspective on things just because they don't really talk positively about plus size women. Anytime they talk about plus size people, it's all about them 
becoming smaller and that's the only positive thing about the conversation. And so I wanted to create a space where it wasn't just my opinion, but it was a collective uh, contribution of what we think that members of our community could use. And so last year you took another step and you launched the inaugural Fat Camp. And it was very successful, so now it's an annual event. Now, tell everybody the concept of that event. Yeah, so the concept for Fat Camp is basically, I love summer camp. I went to summer camp as a kid, and it was one of the most exciting things I did every year. I also work at a summer camp as the office manager, and for the I worked at that camp for five years, and friends and family members had mentioned like, oh, that would be so fun if we could go to camp or that would be awesome if there was an adult summer camp. So I decided to create an adult summer camp uh, strictly for the women in my community and fat girls traveling. And I wanted it to be the complete opposite of any of these like weight loss camps. I want it to be a place where we're not talking about dieting or losing weight or shrinking ourselves or minimizing our bodies, but we're talking about, you know, kindness, being kind to our bodies and, and tips about self-care and self-love. Um, and all of those heavy things sprinkled on top of like classic camp activities, like, you know, tubing or, you know, jumping on the blob or pool parties, arts and crafts, tie-dye, you know, this year we're actually going to be having a lip sync battle and we're going to be having color war. So I wanted to sprinkle those important conversations in the middle of a day full of super fun activities where you can just like be yourself, meet new friends, you know, have fun in the sun. Um, And so that was the original, that was the original concept and it's kind of grown even more. Now, are you returning to the same location in Hendersonville, North Carolina? Yeah, we're going to be in Hendersonville this summer, and we are going to actually, starting next year, expand to even more locations. So this will be, um, Hendersonville will be like our summer spot, because I love that place and I love that camp, but after this summer, we're actually going to be extending it nationwide, Um, and so we're going to be going to even more states and even more places. Nice. So last year, you uh, were a part of a documentary that was shot at the event. Tell us about that. Yeah, so actually, Vice reached out to me before camp last year and asked if they would be able to attend camp and just film it for a documentary. Uh, At that point, I think fat positivity and body positivity was on the cusp of being like, as popular as it is now and kind of as trendy as it is now, as far as like the buzzword body positivity. Um, And so they were interested in kind of just seeing this and how it would play out. And they came to camp and they were able to not only in my opinion, show how beautiful the campgrounds is and you know, how much fun we had, they were able to have one-on-one conversations with some of the campers and get them to just kind of share their self-love journey and share what they were expecting to get out of camp and kind of what they were leaving with when they left camp. And honestly, I hadn't seen any of those 
conversations or any of those interviews before it aired. I only knew, like, they asked me a couple questions. They interviewed me a couple times. I only knew what I had said to them. So I was, like, sobbing when I watched that Vice documentary because it was really moving just to see how something that I created is just, like, a fun experience like really touched and changed so many girls who were able to attend last summer. And so that's my goal is to kind of with Fat Camp is to have it be that helpful and motivating to everyone who attends. Um, and so I think that the Vice documentary kind of showed me um, that the formula that I kind of created is working and is worth it. So you weren't nervous that they could possibly come and mock you or display you in a negative light at all? I was extremely nervous. And if I'm honest, if I'm a thousand percent honest with you, Shanice, I had two women from the community who were going to volunteer at Fat Camp. Um, And I'll just say Vice wasn't the only company that reached out to me to do a, a TV show or a documentary or a reality show about Fat Camp. And Everyone that had reached out to me before Vice, uh, it was an easy no. But when Vice reached out to me, they told me that it was going to be broadly, which is their swing. Um, And so it was a calculated decision. And in my opinion, at that point, I thought that if Vice, you know, turned on us or tricked us in any way or made us look negative or like the laughing stock or the, the joke, Um, then they would almost be turning on their audience because I know that, you know, 60, 70% of U.S. women are a size 14 or above. So they're considered plus size. If broadly, if their audience is American women and they're making fun of the majority of American women, that wouldn't be good for their business. So for me, it was like a calculated decision. I'm knowing that if they kind of make fun of us, they're making fun of their audience and that, that wouldn't be a good business decision for them. I agree. But to be totally. Honest, yeah. And, but to be honest, I was completely freaked out. Putting all that trust in a person with a camera in front of your face is really, really difficult, especially when you've been told your whole life that your body is not acceptable. And so I made sure that before I even considered having vice at camp, that every single person was comfortable with it. Um, when the two girls that were going to volunteer at camp weren't comfortable with it, they decided to step down, but literally every single camper, all of the speakers, every, all, everyone on staff was comfortable being on film. Um, and it really took a lot of trust from all of us because we do see those, you know, images in that, that media of the fat girl being the laughing stock. But in the end, it kind of just showed us that we can trust our gut because I think that what happened, what, what we ended with was beautiful. Yes. And so now moving forward with the event this year in August, tell me, how did you select your speakers? Did you have submissions or did you reach out to people that you follow? It was a mix. I had uh, people reach out to me and submit to kind of be a speaker. Um, The first year, last year, there were so many different women that I would have loved to have speak, but it's just, it's, you know, a short amount of time. It's a small space and budget, you know, um, this year Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that we included women of all sizes, because I feel like in the fat community, um, we do 
you know, feature mostly the like acceptable fats, the fat women with like the hourglass figure or the fat women that don't have a big belly and that kind of stuff. And so I really wanted to um, feature diversity in size, which was really important to me, diversity in age, which is super important. Um, But all of the women that are coming are speaking on something really personal and something that I think that the campers can really take away from all of the women that are attending. I do follow them and I do follow their journey and they all are really transparent about everything that they're going through as far as dating, health, you know, grieving, like everything. Um, And so those are the type of people that I want at that camp because people that are vulnerable, they allow us to kind of um, let our guard down and to be vulnerable as well. And I think that in such a small amount of time, in just three, four days, it's really important to get to the root of it. And so I did focus on women that were like, in my opinion, super transparent about everything that they're working on and everything that they're going through personally and professionally so that there's no like false, like, personas or anything that we have to break down you know so tell us who the speakers are this year we have a lot of great speakers we have marcy cruz um super excited about her we have maui from fat girl fresh um we have elise um from wait i can't think of the name of her she yeah you guys know elise she's amazing um ready to stare. she's like ready to stare. yeah from ready to stare yeah elise from ready to stare um we have autumn who is i think is she's awesome she is a full-time teacher but like on the side she gets all these deals with like fashion nova and all these different plus size brands and so it's a mix of great women who are killing the game not only with fashion and work but also just balancing the balancing act of life you know right now a common theme with all of your projects is the word fat and last year I had the opportunity to interview you and learn about all of your um, projects and I wanted to pass it on to someone to see if that was be something they were interested in and they were like oh this is great but why does she use the word fat I just don't like that she calls it fat camp what would you say to someone like that who likes what you're doing but just can't get with the name I respect that I know that the word fat can be triggering to a lot of people And um, that was almost the reason why I wanted to name all of my stuff fat is because, first of all, I want people to know that we're fat. Um, I also don't think that fat is a negative word. And I think that socially we've allowed it to uh, be used as something that's demeaning. But to me, fat is no different. To me, fat is a descriptor. So it's no different than tall or short Um, and so I do purposefully use the word fat in all of my projects because I want to try to change the stigma and change the association of the word fat to mean something negative because in my opinion it doesn't and so if someone was saying I really want to come to the event and I want to be empowered but I just don't want to post fat camp that's just embarrassing to me what would you suggest they do so they don't want to post that they're going to fat camp? 
Right. Like they, they're just um, embarrassed because they don't embrace the word fat, but they want to participate. Well, I would say if they have an interest in participating, but they're not a fan of the word fat, that they should come to camp, experience it. And if they're not comfortable posting, don't post. But I promise you, like once they get to camp, like they're going to post everything and they don't have to tag us. They don't have to share anything that they're not comfortable sharing, but it's definitely like a life changing experience. And I wouldn't let, you know, the word defer them. And that's the thing, like I was, (laughs) I don't even want to like go on a, a long thing, but I was recently speaking to one of my girlfriends and we were talking about how in the black community, we use the word thick instead of fat. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I think that because I had a meetup in New York and one of the, one of the ladies that came up to me was a sister and she didn't know that I was the creator of the group. And she was saying, I didn't know that the creator of the group was a black woman and your group is so white. You have so many white women in your group. Like, why do you think that that is? And I really think that it's because of my use of the word fat. I think that if I had called the group thick girls traveling, it would be much more mm-hmm. diverse. But I do think yeah. that there is a stigma in the black community with the word fat. And I am, you know, consciously trying to combat that and talk about it. Like I'm mentioning it here, but I just think that's so interesting because as a woman of color building a brand, you know what I mean? I know women of color, we spend over $50 million a year on travel. You know what I mean? And I know fat women, like I said, we're 70% of the U.S. demographic. And so it's really difficult for me when I see that women in my, from my own community, from the black community, aren't supporting my project because of the word. But it's like, I need to make a change. I feel like this word has been like bringing us down so much. And I think that it's really important that we combat that, but it is a struggle for me because I do see that in, in, in general, black people don't identify with that word, you know? Right, right, right. So hopefully you can change that. Cause like you said, it's just another adjective, a descriptive word. It doesn't determine your worth or anything. Exactly. It's just a word, but we all know that words have a lot of power And for some people, the word fat can be triggering and it's laced with history for them or different things. And honestly, I'm not trying to change anyone's history. I'm actually just trying to help empower people by taking away the stigma and the power from that word. Right. So do you have anything else coming up that we can be on the lookout for or we should know about? Well, I do, Shanice. You know, I have so many things going on. <laughs> the next project I'm working <laughs> on is actually a trip to India. We're going to be going to India in October. So fat girls traveling to India. Um, and it's going to be a small group trip, um, just eight to 16 people. And so the max is 16. Right now we have about three people signed up. And I just announced it like a week and a half ago. I've been pretty crazed with everything with fat camp. We're actually pretty much sold out with fat camp. I think we have two spots left for this summer. So fat camp, like last year we had 10 campers this year, we're going to have 40 campers. So fat camp has just oh, like wow. blown up. Like, yeah, it's kind of just blown up this year. 
And so I want to do more trips. And so India is going to be our first trip in October. And that is actually going to be open to women, men, friends, family. It's going to be open to everyone. I'm going to have the trips that I do be like all ages, all sexes. And then I'm going to have Fat Camp be only for women and members of Fat Girls Traveling. Got it. So tell us all of your official websites and social media handles. So all of my official social media handles, my private stuff is from a net with love. You can find me on Instagram at from a net with love on Twitter, a net with love. And my blog is from a net.com. So that's all my personal stuff, everything I'm going through in my personal life. Then for any fat girls traveling stuff, you can find us at fat girls traveling on Instagram. You can find us fat girls traveling on Facebook, it's a private group, so you'll have to answer a couple questions. You can also find us on fatgirlstraveling.com. That is our website, and the website is called the Fat Girls Guide. And so, yeah, those are all the places that you can find me and Fat Girls Traveling. And for the Fat Girls Guide, you have to put fatgirlsguide.wordpress.com because I looked up fatgirlsguide.com, and it was a weight loss site. Oh, no, it's fatgirlstraveling.com. If you put fatgirlstraveling.com, that will take you to the WordPress. So fatgirlstraveling.com, and the the WordPress is fatgirlstraveling.wordpress.com. To the same website, fatgirlstraveling.com. Got it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. You're on the go and doing interviews. You are true to your brand. And where are you right now? (laughs) Right now, I'm in L.A. I'm about to head on a road trip to Coachella. So I will be in Coachella Valley this weekend. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, awesome. Well, have a good time and definitely keep up the good work. You know you have my support with everything you do. So enjoy your time at Coachella, and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much, Shanice. I appreciate your support. Have a great day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And thank you to my fabulous guest today, Annette Richmond. Make sure you follow her on all of her social media pages and join the Fat Girls Traveling Facebook group. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to the Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com.